Welcome to Edge of the Nest, a podcast for those ready to spread their wings and experience the fullness of life's journey. Hi, we are Erica and Cassie, two souls on a shared mission to nudge ourselves and others by recognizing growth as a process that is ongoing, vulnerable, conscious, involves a community, and happens in tandem. So come on in and let's take the leap together. Hi everyone, it's Cassie here, and I am flying solo this month to bring you a quick thoughts episode on the back to school season. But before we get started, I wanted to let you know that Erica and I did a longer back to school episode about a year ago. And in that episode, we talk a lot about relationship, communication, and routine based strategies that support stress resilience and smooth out transitions. And while the strategies that we talk about are still relevant even today, they're very different than what we're going to be talking about to, in today's episode. And so, therefore, because it's so different, we wanted to make sure that you had access to all of the information. And so if you haven't heard the episode before or you just want to listen again for some refreshers and reminders, we are going to include the link to that previous episode in today's show notes. So you can go ahead and check out the show notes then if you are interested. So then let's move on to to today's topic, which is still about supporting stress resilience and smoothing transitions, but it's from a very physiological perspective. So it's not so much about relationship, much more about the body and building resilience within the body. So the way that we can do that is, I mean, there's many, many ways we can do that. The way that we're going to talk about today is through the use of minerals. So when you hear the word minerals, you might think of nothing at all right? There might be no associations for you. Or maybe you're somebody who thinks about rocks, right? And that would be legitimate. There's minerals and rocks. But maybe you are somebody who thinks about electrolytes. And that is actually a part of today's topic. And so let's start there. So electrolytes include minerals such as potassium, calcium, sodium, and magnesium that work together with water to optimally hydrate our body and to make sure that our cells can optimally communicate with one another, generate energy. They also support optimal muscle function and a lot of other functions within the body. And the whole idea of making sure that you're getting enough electrolytes is the whole premise behind classic sports drinks, right? And while the electrolyte concept is important, I do want to take a moment here to acknowledge that sports drinks are maybe not the best way for us to go about supporting our hydration and our health. And that is because even though they do have the electrolytes, they also either have a lot of sugar or a lot of artificial sweetener, which research has shown is no better, potentially even worse for our health. There's also food dyes and other synthetic ingredients and food type substances that just are not, they just flat out are not supportive of our health. And so if we're looking to optimally support our electrolytes, but in a way that really does support our body as a whole, there's other alternatives out there. And so one alternative is actually coconut water. I like to call coconut water nature's sports drink. Yes, it's still sweet because there is a little bit of sugar in the coconut, but there are these beautiful minerals and these beautiful nutrients within the coconut water that really, really hydrates our body in the way that nature intended. 
So that is one idea. And some people can't tolerate the taste of just coconut water on its own. You could always consider maybe putting it into a smoothie or mixing it with a little bit of juice. Obviously, that's going to enhance the or increase the sugar content a little bit, but it also is going to potentially increase the mineral content as well. So that's just another, that's just one idea. But then another idea would be that you could just put some whole unrefined salt or sea salt in your water just a you know just a sprinkle or two just a dash or two and when I say whole unrefined salt I'm talking about salt that has been mined and then untouched from a processing perspective so one of my favorite favorite brands of this is the Redmond's Real Salt and I'll include a link to that product information or that company in the show notes and just know that I mean you could order directly through the company but you could also order um, probably through Amazon I know I get mine from Vitacost I have definitely also seen it in the larger grocery stores also in food uh, in natural food stores so I my perception is that the Redmond's Real Salt is quite easily accessible Um, but again I'll just send you or not send you but I'll include it in the show notes the link to the company to see their products so you at least can get a little bit more information so the reason that I like to use high quality unrefined salts like that is because it's very similar to the idea of a whole grain versus a refined grain then we have a whole salt versus a refined salt so the refined salt only has the sodium but just like the whole grain has other nutrients in it compared to the refined grain, so does the whole salt. In the, say, for example, in the Redmond's Real Salt, you have iodine, you have magnesium, you have have other minerals that coexist with the sodium and therefore actually allows our body to use that use that those nutrients more and to absorb them more easily because they are in a package that that nature intended so that is an idea to just you know sprinkle a little bit of salt into some water Um, and then also you can always check out google for some homemade electrolyte drinks there are many out there there's also things called like adrenal cocktails and mocktails and and I'm not talking like a, like a mocktail, like a Shirley Temple. <laughs> I'm talking about like an electrolyte mocktail. It basically is made of juice, fruit, and various um, sources for the electrolytes, such as the, the whole salt, for example. So you could do a quick Google search to find some recipes. They're very easy. And again, they allow you to really truly hydrate your body, but without all of the other nasty stuff that quite frankly is in the other sports drinks. And so that's about all I would like to say about electrolytes at this point. But then let's move on to some other parts about minerals, because that's not the whole story when it comes to minerals and our health. Another area is the understanding that minerals and vitamins work together. Interestingly enough, there are some vitamins that we need in order to optimally absorb minerals and vice versa. There are some minerals that we need in order to optimally absorb vitamins. And so there is this very strong synergistic relationship. And so minerals are, they're just, they're a really important part of our, our body and our health. But the, the sad part is that many of us are depleted in our minerals. We're deficient in our minerals. And there's a couple reasons for this. And one reason is because our soil that we grow our, you know, our fruits and our vegetables in is depleted in and of itself. And that is because of long-term farming practices that have happened in the United States that has depleted the 
has depleted the the soil quality. And so even if you are somebody who only eats organic food from a farm down the street, so it's it's local, it's fresh, all these things, you might still be at risk for mineral depletion simply because the soil itself doesn't have as many minerals. And now take the average American who's not eating local and organic and only whole foods, right? We know the SAD diet, right? The standard American diet. And the standard American diet leaves us with a lot of depletion, including mineral depletion. So our diet, or I should say, so our food is not as mineral rich anymore, but then on top of it, we are more stressed out, right? I think that's no secret to anyone. And there is a two-way interaction between stress and minerals within our body. So when our body is going through a stress response and producing the stress hormones and doing all the things it needs to do to have that physiological response, it is actually using up minerals. And so chronic stress then uses up more minerals and then we're more depleted. But I said it was a two-way street, right? So then when we are depleted in minerals, that can actually induce or um, magnify a issue with stress. And so we're stressed because we don't have enough minerals and we don't have enough minerals because we're stressed, right? Again, this two-way interaction. And so one way that we can break this vicious cycle is by replenishing our minerals on a daily basis, especially in preparation for stressful events, such as transitioning back to school. There are a lot of ways that we can replenish our minerals. And at this point now, I'm like I said, I'm not talking about electrolytes only at this point because those are very electrolytes are very specific minerals. I'm talking about the broad spectrum of trace minerals, for example, that we need in our body. So one of the easiest ways that you can replenish your trace minerals every single day is actually by taking drops. And my favorite brand is called Concentrace, and their trace mineral drops I find to be just very, very mild tasting compared to some other brands that I've ever tried before. You know, you can put, I don't know, between two and maybe seven drops or maybe up to 10 drops into a glass of water and you really won't taste them very much, especially if you start out small. And if you do taste it, it'll kind of like be the difference between say like, um, reverse osmosis water, so like a pure water, and a mineral water, for example. Makes sense, right? Because mineral water has minerals. Um, And so it's really not that detectable, in my opinion, especially, like I said, you could start with one or two drops to begin with and build up from there. And I do recommend trace mineral drops to families a lot that I work with. And so there are occasions where the family will end up just putting it in juice and that works well for them. And, you know, I think that especially if they're having a good quality juice that doesn't have added sugars and things like that, I'd rather see them have the juice with the trace minerals than to refuse the trace minerals altogether and not get them, right? Because again, and so many of us are already depleted that so many of us really, really need it. So trace mineral drops are a really, really easy way to go. The bottle, at least on the Concentrace brand, says 40 drops is a is a full dose. But you can break up that dose throughout the day. And you also don't have to get to 40, right? Like if we are holding ourselves to 40 and we're feeling stressed because it's like, I don't know how we're going to get that in like in my body or I don't know how I'm going to get half of that into my kid or whatever. We just do the best we can. If it means we're getting two drops in three cups a day, then we start there. We just start where we are at. 
Okay, so trace mineral drops already talked about it. Another beverage related mineral idea is the use of tea. Now, I don't know a lot about just like general um, iced tea that you pull out from the gas station cooler, right? I can't really speak to that. Um, I imagine that the compounds are probably very broken down at that point. My understanding is that the very beneficial compounds that come from tea really start to break down after the first, I think it's like 12 or maybe 24 hours. I might be butchering that a little bit, but the point is it's pretty quick. And so I actually prefer to home make tea. And part of that is because I also have the control of which teas I'm making, because of course, whatever leaf or whatever, uh, product you're using to make the tea is going to influence the nutritional content, right? So at least in my house, I sometimes do some stinging nettle and I just buy that by the bulk. I grow lemon balm in my garden, but you can definitely buy that. I also like to use calendula, spearmint, and some other teas too. But so I I prefer to buy by the bulk and do the loose leaf version because loose leaf tends to be more pure and doesn't have any uh, preservatives or anything like that. And quite frankly, it's just much more cost effective. So I, in the summer, and including today, um, like to make sun tea. And sun tea is so easy because all you're doing is, so I have this glass container, this glass um, bottle that I just pour in the tea leaves or add the calendula calendula flowers or whatever I'm going to put in there. And then I add the water and in our house, we have a reverse osmosis system. And so I use my RO water and I put on the cap and I put it out in the sun and I do that in the morning. And then by the evening, I have this beautiful jug of like 64 ounces of tea and I really haven't done much with it. And I, then I just have to strain it. No big deal. I just strain it into a couple of mason jars. I put the jars on or I put the covers on those and then I have that for the next day. But the reason I bring up tea is because it can be a very beautiful source of minerals. Like I said, it really depends on whatever material you're using to make the tea that's going to influence the nutritional value. But let's take the stinging nettle, for example. There's a beautiful amount of magnesium in there. Um, I also believe there might be some vitamin C and there's quite a few others. I forgot to look that up to refresh my my brain and my memory before this. Um, But you could look that up and that's what I sometimes do is like just search the nutritional content of lemon balm or stinging nettle or, you know, again, insert whatever type of tea you want to make and then you'll find out. And so tea can be a really great way to get in some electrolytes as well, as well as really get your body exposed to other minerals that we need. Okay, so then other non-beveraged way, (laughs) non-beveraged Other non-beverage strategies to getting in your minerals include using blackstrap molasses. Now, I bake a lot with blackstrap molasses. I also, when I'm making like a homemade version of a baked bean or like a calico bean, I use the blackstrap molasses there as well. And blackstrap molasses has a lot of nutrients, including magnesium, potassium, iron, calcium. These are just a few of them. Also, Watermelon and melons in general are really, really great for rehydration. So watermelon is would be considered like a really great hydrator because it has these electrolytes. It has magnesium and potassium. And then cantaloupe, for example, has calcium, copper, zinc, and iron. And 
like I said, the melon family as a whole is really, really good for hydration and remineralizing. I mean, there's a reason that Mother Nature brings it to us in bounties in the summer, right? There's a reason that we're seeing watermelon all over the place in the grocery stores in the summer. It's because Mother Nature is saying, hey, have some of this because it's hot. You're sweating more. You need to replenish more often. You need to replenish not just the water, but the electrolytes and the other minerals. Pumpkin seeds are also a really, really great source of a variety of minerals, including zinc, magnesium, calcium, manganese, and phosphorus. So it's another one that I bake a lot with. Uh, my kids actually like pumpkin seeds on their own, which I'm very, you know, I'm very happy about that. I know that's not always a common thing, but it's something to try. I, I will put it in a, a homemade trail mix, um, especially at our summer camp. We have to do nut-free, and so it's nice to be able to put the pumpkin seeds in because, of course, that achieves the nut-free goal, but then also there's just so many nutrients within the pumpkin seeds themselves. But if your kid does not or if you do not like pumpkin seeds, you can bake with them. You could um, chop them up, grind them up, or you could, um, I guess you could leave them whole maybe, um, into any sort of baked good. Uh, in our household, we do a lot of waffles, muffins, pancakes, um, different breads, and that's where I put these types of things. Another thing that I bake a lot with, for my kids specifically, is Brazil nuts. And that is because, again, lots of minerals, including selenium, magnesium, copper, and zinc. And so my kids are, they're really hot and cold with Brazil nuts. Uh, I would say my youngest actually, well, yeah, both of them, they're, they're hot and cold with the Brazil nuts as far as like eating a whole nut on its own. And um, so, you know, if they eat them, great. If they don't, then I just, again, I grind them up and I bake them into the various uh, breakfast products that I make for them. I personally like Brazil nuts, uh, so I try to make sure I have, you know, maybe like two a day. The selenium is really, really important, especially I, I um, have some thyroid tendencies, thyroid issue, tendency towards thyroid issues. And so it's important, it's specifically important to make sure that I have enough selenium. So I make sure that I have, you know, maybe two to three Brazil nuts every single day. Or the days that I remember. Let's be honest. It's not every single day. It's the days that I remember. So these are just some really simple strategies for getting in more minerals. Um, you know, hopefully a lot of kids out there are, you know, happy to, to have fruit, right? To, to have the melons, for example. And, you know, you could even do a little bit of research and find out what other minerals are in other fruits. Because, you know, of course, the melons are are just what I highlighted. They're not the only ones. So maybe just becoming more aware of things that maybe you and your family are already already like and just being more mindful about adding more of those in, especially during these hot summer months when everyone is sweating more and so therefore you are losing your electrolytes, but also you're just losing more minerals in general, but that's kind of like a year-round thing, again, because of the stress. So the more that we can remineralize, replenish now, especially because this is going to be released on August 1st, so in theory we still have you know, a couple weeks, depending on where you are, before school starts, let's, let's get started and replenish and get our bodies as resilient as possible so that with the impending transition, we can hopefully smooth out the bumps a little bit. It doesn't mean there's not going to be bumps, but hopefully we can just smooth it out a little bit. So if you have any other remineralizing strategies or ideas, feel free to email us or to comment in social media. Um, you'll find 
edge of the nest information on Instagram and on Facebook, both from myself and from Erica. So if you want to join in the conversation, you are very welcome to. Otherwise, we hope you have a very smooth or at least a smooth, as smooth as possible transition into the fall season. And we look forward to joining you and being in your ear again next month. Take care, everyone.